We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome to Fireside Chat with Dr. June Knight. Today, we are talking about, uh, well, we are repenting of the idol of Masons and Freemasons, okay? So, what that is, is it's an organization that gives allegiance to Lucifer. It gives allegiance to Satan. It causes people to pull together uh, for power structure for the God of Mammon. And I want to read a little bit of what I was saying about this idol today. We're repenting of this idol on the 12th day because it's idol number 12. Because 12 is the number of government and this symbolism is all over our dollar bill. Thus we renounce the God of Mammon and all over Washington, D.C. We renounce secret societies because the Bible says nothing is done in secret. And oaths and pledges make that we make to conform to an organization. We renounce and repent for our ministers and church leaders joining this organization and bringing their principles and leadership into the church. We renounce this practice. We repent for bringing Luciferianism in our churches through the Masons and Freemasons. <clears throat> we renounce the partnerships we make, which includes this organization. We ask you, Lord, for bringing to Lord for. Okay, I need to change that. We ask you, Lord, to forgive us for bringing this into our sanctuary. Let me change this real quick. We ask you, Lord, to forgive us for bringing any other god or idol. into the sanctuary 
So that's basically what Masonry is. It's a secret society that they join uh, to become part of the beast, basically, because this is the beast. And we are renouncing bringing it in the church. We are repenting to the Lord today uh, for bringing it in the church. Okay, so let's get started. We are reading. Well, let me get my little man going over here. Remember, I use the King James Bible. Good morning, Miss Kathy. Good morning. I use the King James Bible. This is my mom's Bible. The Thompson Chain Reference Bible. And by the way, today is the day that my father died. He died in January 12th of 2000. And I just want to dedicate this Bible study to him. I don't believe he was in the Masons, but still, it's just the day, the 12th day of January when my father passed away in 2000. And I really miss him. And... Uh, <clears throat> I'm thankful that he was my father. Okay, so let's go to 2 Corinthians. I remember on this, for our little man, we use the um, version app. If I can get it to work right. Okay, here we go. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Alright, here we go. And let's start from the beginning. Chapter 6. As God's partners, we beg you not to accept... Pause. That's New Living Translation. Ungodly. I was checking to see all the scriptures that they left off. It's amazing how you can create a Bible and leave total scriptures out. And that's what that translation did. Okay, let's go to the King James. Here we go. Second Corinthians 6. We then, as workers together with him, Beseech you also that ye receive not the grace of God in vain. Pause. Okay. The grace of God in vain. Right now, the word grace is being used in not a good way. There's many different ways. They're using it for grace to sin, where they think they can sin anyway, still go to heaven, not be held accountable for their sins. Let me write this scripture down because we're going to do an idol on this. Okay. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 1. Okay, so it says, Not to use, receive the grace of God in vain. Now, how would you receive it in vain? Well, we would receive it in vain if we're using it for wrong purposes. Like the Pope pulling together all of these religions under the banner of unity. Grace is the word that he's using to say how they can all do it. Okay? So, let's keep going. We're on verse 2. I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Yes, Lord. Giving no offense in anything, that the ministry be not blamed, but in all things approved. All right, pause. Giving no offense. Okay, that is the greatest weapon that the enemy tries to use against us is offense. He tries to get us angry. When I talk to people and I minister to them, I tell them like this. Listen, we cannot control what other people do. We can only control how we react to what they do. And that is what we are held accountable to God for. Sometimes 
God will put people in your life to rub you raw uh, so that that root in your heart would be exposed, that idol would be exposed. Okay, so let's give no offense. ourselves as the ministers of God in much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in watchings, in fastings, by pureness, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love unfeigned, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet well known, as dying and behold we live, as chastened and not killed. Okay, basically as Christians, as ministers, we're going to go through all this. That's what he's saying. We're going to go through all this. Okay, let's keep going. As sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. As poor, yet making many rich. As having nothing, and yet possessing all things. O oh, ye Corinthians, our mouth is open unto you. Our heart is enlarged. You are not straightened in us, but ye are straightened in your own bowels. Now for a recompense in the same. I speak as unto my children, be ye also enlarged, <coughs> unequally yoked right here. believers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness? Right there, bam! Court hath Christ with Belial, but what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? Bam! We cannot mix. That's what this Masonic organization does. It gives allegiance to Satan. And we cannot participate. Let's keep going. And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. Yes, Lord. God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. And I will be their God. And they shall be my people. Pause right there. Do not mix. That is what God's saying. Let's keep going. Wherefore, come out among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing, and Come I will on. receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. All right, bam, in your face, devil. That is what God is saying, and let me say this. I rebuke this sickness trying to come on me right now. I rebuke you. You go back to the pits of hell. It's trying to cause me to throw up. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I take dominion and authority over my body right now. And I tell you, you will line up to the word of God. May God's will be done in my temple. Okay, so it's saying right here, what agreement has the temple of God with idols? Come on now, we are the temple of the living God. We serve a holy God, a righteous God, a pure God. And he tells us right here, now listen, there's a lot of ministers, a lot of uh, preachers out there that say that Christianity is without problems. That it's all lovely and just um, everything is good out there. People, that is wrong. Christianity is tribulations. It is suffering. It is persecutions. And if you're not being persecuted, you're not doing something right. Come on now. Because you're not rubbing some devils. 
Because he says right here, in all things approving ourselves as the ministers of God. Come on, are we ministers of God today? Yes, we are. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 4, it says it right there. And these ministers that say that there's no suffering when you're a Christian is an error. Because there is suffering. How are we going to identify with Christ if we don't identify with his sufferings? That's the whole point of Christianity. We've got to die to ourselves And discover that God is our healer. That God is our, our provider. That God is our uh, righteousness. God is our best friend. He will take us through anything. We can do all things through Christ that gives us strength. And look what we go through as Christians, bride. This is what it says in stripes. In imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, by watchings and fastings, by pureness. What is pureness right here when it says, touch not the unclean thing? God does not like mixing. I keep saying it. This is what he says time and time again in this word. When these ministries partner with these ungodly organizations, it is a stench in God's nostrils. He does not like mixing. And for us, he does not like us mixing either. That's why we cannot marry ungodly people. It's like me marry if I was to marry a Luciferianism, if I was to marry a satanic person. That is me partnering when I come together in unity, which means I endorse you and you endorse me, we're in unity here. What does light have to do with darkness? That's what it says right here. This is the year, bride, 2018. We are coming higher. We are rising higher. We are maturing as the sons and daughters of God. We have got to not partner with the temple of idols. That's what Masons and Freemasons does. It partners with it. And I'm going to tell you all a few things I know about the Masons. If you have a pastor that's in the Masons, they will reject the prophetic. The Masons cannot stand the prophetic. They will reject the prophetic. They're very controlling in a church. They want to control. Uh, they're very into loyalty because the Masonic order is very much loyalty. That's what the whole organization is. You have to prove your loyalty to go from level to level to level. It's very, very satanic to the core. I posted a video on my wall today to show you what Freemasons is so you can study, Bride. Listen, these 40 days, well, actually for the past two months, I have been educating you on what is going on out there so your eyes can be open. Because when I went on the road, the Lord opened my eyes to what is going on in our country. He took me 36 states, 18,000 miles with nothing. I went with nothing. He did it supernaturally. Why? And why would he do this to me, a little country girl? I don't know, but he did. And he showed me the sickness in the church, and I've asked him, Lord, 
what do you want me, how do I, you know, what do I do with this information? So I'm doing the best I can to get it out there through Bible studies, explaining what does the Word say about all this mess. We cannot touch the unclean thing. And listen, Brad, I don't care about numbers. If I can just touch five people that would just hear what the Spirit is saying so that they will not be deceived and partner with these ungodly organizations and take them to hell. That will be so worth it to me. I will be pleasing the Lord by revealing the truth. That is what a watchman on the wall does. They speak the truth and they expose the darkness. Today we are exposing the Masonic and the uh, Freemasons. And I want to encourage you in this, Brad. Although they have and they speak good things out of their mouth, okay? They speak good things. They do good things like St. Jude's, you know, a hospital where they help children. Excuse me, that's a very noble thing that they do that. But the purpose behind it is not good. Because the Masons support that organization. Okay? So... Just because they do good things, you know, like helping the poor and all that, it does not mean that they are sanctified. Come on now. We do not get to heaven by works. We get to heaven by our heart. And when we talk about coming in agreement with somebody, let me tell you, Brad, when you vote for a satanic person, that is running for office. Like say president. We just had a good example. This presidency that we just had. Was like darkness and light right there. Because one was for the satanic agenda on the earth. And the other one was for the godly agenda on earth. Okay. Let's don't even look at the person. Let's look at the agenda. Okay. We are in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 sister. So you had two different agendas. When you vote for that agenda, the blood of that vote is on your hands. Because you then, when you pulled that lever, you come in agreement with that spirit that is behind that agenda. And you will answer to God for it. Because you came in agreement with it. And when it says right here, what agreement has the temple of God? Who is the temple of God? We are. What agreement do we have with idols? Why in the world would we partner with that spirit or partner with anything that goes against the kingdom of God's agenda? Because we have loyalties in other ways. Loyalties should only be to God your Father. What I mean is he is jealous for you. And if there is anything in your life that trumps God's word, that thing needs to come down in Jesus' name. Verse 17 says right here, Wherefore, come out from among them. Come out and be ye separate. Now, let me tell you, this ecumenical movement 
That is one of the greatest verses that's against them. They hate separatism. They hate individualism. They hate ideological people. Ideological people means people that go by doctrine and they refuse to move based upon the word of God. We're not going to merge. We're not going to partner. We're not going to come in an agreement with doctrines of devils. We are going to stick by the word of the living God if it kills me. I will not come off this word. I cannot compromise with you. I cannot taint, pollute my altars with you. I cannot bring you in my church. I cannot bring you in my family. And I'm not surely to God not going to stand on a platform in front of worldwide television and hold your hands and lift up your hands and endorse what you are doing. I refuse to do that. And I refuse to partner with anything that is going to pull a soul into the pits of hell. I am held accountable to God for what I touch. Yes, we will, bride. If we are touching idols, we're going to be held accountable for it. It says right here in verse 17, 17, saith the Lord, touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Bride, is that saying if we touch it, he's not going to receive us? That's what it sounds like to me. Come on now. If you are standing on a stage on a national platform and you are touching these ministers that are causing God's sheep, his people, to worship idols and you are kissing their feet on the platform and you are holding their hands high in the air, you are worshiping idols yourself. You have come in agreement with that idol. Because thus you have then endorsed what they are doing. You have touched the unclean thing. And that is what God is encouraging us today in the scripture with the Masons. Touch not the unclean thing. Renounce it. Get it out of there. Tear that idol down in Jesus' name. Tell that thing, you will not rise up in my church. You will not rise up in my life. You will not rise up in my family. You will not take my family. I refuse for you to move another inch. I refuse for the God of mammon to rule my life. I will not be led by money. I will not be led by power of fame. Come on now. I will not be led by what everybody else is doing. I will not be led by the masses. I will not be led by doctrines of devils or seducing spirits. I will not be led because I see other people doing it. And I want to be a part of this tribe or this team. I will not partner with doctrines of devils. I'll partner with God, which says right here, even if I go through stripes, even if I go through imprisonments, even if I go through tumults or labors, or even if I go through suffering, if I go through hardness of time, through honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, 
people deceiving me. I will not be moved off of this word. I will not partner with doctrines of devils. I will not and do not want to be deceived in this hour. I know that no one is above being deceived. I recognize that. I ask God to not allow me to be deceived in this hour. But by my will, I choose to live for the living God. For the one and only God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who has a son named Jesus Christ, and I refuse to partner with any organization or any movement on the earth, like ecumenical movement, that is trying to partner all the religions together for social justice and come up with the answer of problems by man's flesh, by the arm of flesh. I refuse to partner with that. I refuse to partner with any organization that is partnering with that. I am not touching the unclean thing. If I have to have an underground church, if I have to have a church in my house, if I have to find a church that I know that is not partnered with this thing, I will search it out because I do not want that spirit coming in my life or in my family. I am coming out from among them. I do not come in agreement with idols. It says right here, And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell with them and walk in them. I will be their God and they will be my people. But you know what? There are, there are stipulations. This is the whole purpose of the emergent church. This is what I'm trying to get out there. The emergent church, the ecumenical movement. That what they are doing is blurring doctrine. They are doing away with this word and they are going to experiences. Experience God. Come over to the mystical God. Come over and experience all this utopia and all this hippie-like stuff. Yes, I understand the Holy Ghost. I have the Holy Ghost. I am filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. I understand that there is power in the Holy Ghost. I am not denying His power at all. I understand that there are gifts. I understand that there is manifestations. I understand that He does things that we do not understand. I understand all that. But what he does will never cross this word. It will never cross this word. He will not cause you to go have sex with demons. There are people that have sex with demons and they think they are having sex with Jesus because they are so into this uh, mystical Jesus that this mystical demon comes to them at night and has sex with them and it's so intimate and they think it is so beautiful because they have then become one with this demon and they think it is Jesus. I'm telling you, there is some ungodly practices happening out there and we refuse to partner with it in Jesus' mighty name. We renounce all works of darkness in our life. We renounce all works of darkness that we have partnered with. 
And we ask you, God, to forgive us today for partnering with any temple with idols and any agenda that goes against your word, Lord, and goes against your will. Thank you, Lord, for healing my stomach. I almost had to stop the broadcast earlier because I had to go to the bathroom and throw up, but whew, I took authority over everything and said, you will not make me sick. I have a mission to do by God. Okay, so bride, I pray. Well, let's go on to chapter 7. Look at here. He exhorteth to purity of life and shows the source of his comfort in afflictions. I have a few minutes. We can keep going. Let's go on to chapter 7. What? Perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Bam! Yes! Come on now. What is he saying? Let us cleanse ourselves. What does that mean, bride? We have to take an action, our own self. We have to get up and do something. That is the word of the hour. Rise up, O oh dry, dead bones. Get up and take your position in the army of the living God. You speak to the atmosphere and tell that devil where to go in your life. We rebuke the spirit of complacency and idleness in Jesus' mighty name. Alright, so we cleanse ourselves from filthiness of the flesh and spirit. Perfecting holiness in the fear of God. You mean that holiness comes together with fear? What does that mean? It means I walk in holiness because I know God is right here. I have the knowledge that God is with me everywhere. When people lie to you, sometimes the Holy Spirit will tell you and you'll say, Don't lie, God's right here. It's like you, you have the revelation... That God is omnipresent. He is with me. What I do is right in front of him. When I dress, I dress modestly. I dress appropriately. Because he's right here. Would I dress like this in front of my king? Would I show my breast? Would I flaunt myself out there to cause other people to stumble? Would I do things with my temple to cause other people to lust or to stumble or to do things that are not right or to draw all unnecessary attention to me? Why would I do that? Knowing that God is right there. Let's keep going. Receive us. We have wronged no man. We have corrupted no man. We have defrauded no man. I speak not this to condemn you. For I have said before, Come on. Great is my glorying of you. I'm filled with comfort. I am exceeding joyful in all our tribulation. Wow, Lord, help us today. I repent. I have not always been joyful in my tribulation of you, bride. That is hard. Lord, we repent. Help us, Jesus. Let me highlight that. How about that? 
I am not just joyful, but he is exceedingly joyful. Wow. That, I just repent for that. Okay. Okay, let's keep going. Verse 5. For when we were coming to Macedonia, our flesh had no rest, but we were troubled on every side. Without were fightings, within were fears. Oh. Nevertheless, God that comforteth those that are cast down comforted us by the coming of Titus, and not by his coming only, but by the consolation wherewith he was comforted in you when he told us your earnest desire, your mourning, your fervent mind toward me, so that I rejoiced the more. Oh. For though I made you sorry with a letter, I do not repent, though I did repent. For I perceive that the same epistle hath made you sorry, though it were but for a season. Now I rejoice, not that ye were made sorry, but that ye sorrowed to repentance. Come on. For ye were made sorry after a godly manner, that ye might receive damage by us in nothing. For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of. But the sorrow of the world worketh death. All right now, let's keep going. That ye sorrowed after a godly sword. What carefulness it wrought in you, yea, what clearing of yourselves, yea, what indignation, yea, what fear, yea, what vehement desire, yea, what zeal, yea, what revenge. In all things ye have approved yourselves to be clear in this matter. Yes, clear as Lord. Although I wrote unto you, I did it not for his cause that had done the wrong, nor for his cause that suffered wrong, but that our care for you in the sight of God might appear unto you. Aww. Therefore, we were comforted in your comfort, yea, and exceedingly the more joyed we for the joy of Titus, because his spirit was refreshed by you all. For if I have boasted anything to him of you, I am not ashamed. But as we spake all things to you in truth, even so our boasting which I made before Titus is found a truth. Come on, truth. affection is more abundant toward you, whilst he remembereth the obedience of you all, how with fear and trembling he received him. I rejoice, therefore, that I have confidence in you in all things. Okay, let me point out right here where he talks about truth. Remember, on yesterday's broadcast, we talked about the banner of truth. This is going to be a revival of truth. I'm telling you, we have a famine of the word. We have a famine of the truth. We are going to carry the banner of truth in this hour. Unashamedly, like he's talking about right here. Unashamedly. And we are going to carry it with the Holy Ghost being our teacher, our guide, our best friend. Listen, if you do not have a relationship with the Holy Ghost and you are not filled and have an understanding of what he is in your life, what I pray for you today, bride, is that you will be filled with the power, the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the fire from heaven, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, so that you can be filled and have this experience with him where he will give you dreams and he will talk to you. So this is what I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray that he will reveal himself to you today. Lord, I pray for my friends. Excuse me, watching this broadcast, Lord. I pray that 
Lord, if they're not saved, if there's anybody watching this broadcast that is does not have you in their heart, Lord, that they will accept you today. And if they need any help doing that, that they'll contact me and I'll pray with them. But Lord, for those that do not have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, Lord, you gave us the Holy Spirit because that's our superpower on the inside of us. That is our way to see truth. That is our way to understand what the mission is that you have called us to. The Holy Spirit is the great revealer. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. The Holy Spirit is our best friend. The Holy Spirit understands us as the human and will help us to walk in the Spirit and to help us to learn how to deny our flesh and how to come under the submission of you, Lord. So I pray that all my people, my friends that are watching this broadcast, that they will have a revelation of the Holy Spirit. Reveal yourself to them, Lord. Reveal yourself to them. I pray they get filled with the Holy Ghost right now in Jesus' mighty name from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. Be filled in Jesus' mighty name. And Lord, I pray that they will begin to have a relationship with you. That they will go to bed and say, Good night, Holy Spirit. And they'll wake up and say, Good morning, Holy Spirit. And then just talk to him all day long. And just allow and learn to hear him. Because persecution is coming. The great deception is here. And that they will see the truth and not flow with the masses that are going in this wrong direction. That they will hear the truth. And they can be cutting their finger off, cutting their hands off, and they will not move because... You are right there inside them talking. They can be having a literal conversation with you while they are being chopped to pieces. Or while they are being persecuted, beaten, just like Jesus was. Just like Stephen was. When Stephen was martyred, he was sitting there being stoned right in the midst of his death. Looking up and went right into the third heavens. Lord. Help my friends to have this power and to have this relationship with you so that they can make it in this last hour. And I pray that none of my friends, any person watching this broadcast will be deceived in Jesus' name. I pray that you take the scales off their eyes and reveal the truth to them, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right, Brad, listen, um, I'm going to do a few broadcasts today. Uh, I'm going to finish my social justice today, the ecumenical movement and social justice. I'm going to do some of that. Now, today I'm going to show you some ministries uh, that partnered with that and how it ended up doing them. And you'll see for yourself how partnering with this organization takes them down with this movement, let me say this. This movement that's being led by the Pope. Uh, how it will take them into utter darkness. And if you have discernment of spirits, you can see this. And why am I doing this? I am not doing this to hurt any person. I am not doing this 
to disgrace a minister. I'm not. But they are already open about it, Brad. They're already... I mean, it's already out there. When you go on the web and you put things out on the internet, you choose to become public. So, why is it wrong to talk about what you're already doing in public? I'm not exposing secret sin. You see what I mean? Like, I'm not exposing what they're doing in the bedroom or who they may be sleeping with. I mean, I'm not trashing them personally, okay? What I'm doing is like business. I'm just examining their policies. I'm examining uh, what they're, you know, the actions that they're doing, not as a person. But I am examining how it affects them as a person because they have tainted themselves and they have parted, partnered with this ungodly movement. And it, it eventually, a little leaven, leaveneth the whole lump. And it will drive that, it will just make that heart hard. Go into lukewarmness, which is a stench in God's nostrils. And so today, look for those videos. Okay, and if you would consider, we have two or three members on our team that need funding to go to D.C. It's $120 a piece. Uh, if the Lord would speak to you about donating for a team member, that would be great. Uh, they go in there every day for an hour or two, and they pray, and we repent to God. And it is such a beautiful, precious time together uh, in the Spirit. We literally feel like we step before the throne every single morning. It is so hard to explain. But God, it's we do. We literally feel... That God, we have his full attention. We feel that we are going before him under the banner of our nation. And we are laying the church, we're laying the bride down before him every day. And we are admitting what we have done. We are admitting the, the transgressions we have done against him. We bring him an idol a day. And you know, the Lord told me in a dream how to do this. This is how he wants it addressed publicly, the idols, but in privately, the prayer. So when we go before him, we'll bring him an idol a day. We repent. And the whole team, what I love about this team, is God is using this team to bring out different areas of repentance. You may have one team member that comes in and says, well, I want to I wanna bring this scripture and I want to address this. And, you know, every one of them, you know, brings something different to the table. And it is just so beautiful. And so we have 40 days of this. And uh, afterwards, the Lord is sending us to Washington, D.C. to go pray in the White House, to go pray... Uh, throughout Washington, D.C., and to go to the Museum of the Bible. Uh, it's going to be the trip of a lifetime. So if you would consider consider partnering, a, you know, sponsoring a person, you can either pay for their housing, which is $120, or sponsor their whole trip, which is $500, uh, which would include their airfare. Uh, that would be great. Good morning, Miss Judy. How are you, sister? Love you too, girl. So, um, 
I love you, Bride, and God bless you, and thank you for praying for our team. Uh, and God bless you. Have a blessed day today.